Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. So, welcome along to episode 23. It's term three, week five, and this is See Me After Class. Hello, Renee. Hello, Chris. How's your Saturday been? Oh, it's been really great, actually. I've done everything from supermarket shopping to pruning the (laughs) apple tree and the grapevine to going to the gym and also out for dinner at 3 p.m. with Ivan. So, yeah. It's been a busy day. In fact, I went out for dinner and one of the people who was there was, um, because it was around at a neighbor's house, was a parent of one of your kids. So we talked about him and you. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, you're talking about um, a boy that I've taught for. This is my third year with him now. Yes, he just picks you over and over. I know. Yeah, it's quite, it's funny. Um, his class are in the middle of speeches at the moment, as are many of my um, my classes, and he he seems to be facing it quite well, as most of them seem to be. Yep, his mum thinks he's in full avoidance. Oh, <laughs> and she, really? And she can't believe that he's not practicing at home. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm sure he's not, and they're just such idiots, aren't they? <laughs> I know, and you tell them over and over again, you know. Yeah. Um, make the most of the time that you get, and if your name doesn't come out of the hat, like yep. guys, I draw out of the hat, these kids have got... Some of my kids have got the weekend now to practice and I can guarantee that they won't be. So, you know. No, that's right. He said, he told his mum that he, he, he put his name in the hat, but he he screwed it up into the tiniest little kind of ball so oh. that hopefully it would fall to the bottom of the hat. And then he got the weekend because it wasn't called on Friday. But his oh, mum said, funny. just like we would, he's not going to do anything this weekend. Exactly, exactly. And just like, you know, my, I mean, look at that hat. I shake it up every time and I reach the, like, it's not going to hide at the bottom of the hat. That's the first place I go. Ah, that's right. Well, <laughs> it, the other thing his mum said was, um, which was quite interesting, was, well, why do you still do these old traditional speeches? Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's a fair call. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we do these old traditional speeches because speaking is a really important thing to do well in society in the world I don't think that's changed if anything it's probably even more important oh I totally agree um completely and you know often at the start of the speech um unit of work my kids will say to me why why do we when I'm not going to speak in front of a group when I leave school and I say oh have you have you got some good have you got some friends some good friends around you and they're like yeah of course (laughs) and Mm. um and I say to them, oh, well, what happens when that person has a birthday party or um, a big event in their life and they ask you to speak at it? And they're like, oh, 
and they just don't seem to realize even that tiny like sort of more social aspect of speaking actually exists outside of school as well it's quite funny yes um, but you know and, and I sometimes say uh, do you think that everything that's happening in the world right now is as it should be and they go ah. no and I say well how do you think that you might go about changing that mm. and they often you know before they even realize it say something like oh well we should speak up and I go oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's also I think um, the ability to clearly articulate your own thoughts and ideas is, a, is something that employers are, are, are looking for as well when I, I a couple of um, episodes ago I spoke about how I had dinner with um, some of my dad's colleagues and that was one thing that, that um, came through from speaking with them was that they look for people who are confident um, and articulate you know not just on paper but verbally so it's so, it's so it's so much more important than they realise right now. They just can't get past standing in front of their peers and giving a speech. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And obviously, mm. neither can their families a lot of the time. But I was exactly. I was thinking um, though the other thing that a lot of this is good for, more of an abstract good, but still really important from my point of view, is that by being asked to formulate a speech and present it, they're also learning how to put ideas in order and mm. express them. And I think mm. that actually helps people to develop their ability to form ideas and to yes. think rationally. So Definitely. it's sometimes about having these high stakes outputs that leads to students actually learning some of the more mm. sophisticated things that they're there to learn. So I feel I feel good about asking them to do it. And of course, I find the work that they do absolutely wonderful. So Oh, so do I. I always love this weekend. I've, I, I said to you before we started recording all of my year 10 debates, my level one, level two speech um, presentations, they've all converged this week and they're all like, they're mm. all at the same point now where they're actually standing up to deliver their final product and... Um, I really enjoy this this um, part of the year where I get to just sit back and and watch them unfold. It's really um, it's a real privilege. But the other hilarious thing that I find is that all of a sudden, particularly you know mostly just for my year tens this this time around, there seems to be a bit of um, speech sickness going around. It's like quite a uh, yeah. an infestation at the moment. Oh sudden, my gosh. sudden absenteeism. I don't think you'd want to do that if you're speaking as the best man or woman at someone's oh, wedding. But I, I but I think um, yeah, I was thinking about how our micro credentials mm. system would, if you were using it with that class, uh, circumvent that to some extent because with a with a micro credential for speaking, if they didn't show up, they'd get no they mark. Get it. Yes. And that's probably a lot better than the system at the moment, where if they happen to not show up, then they just kind of carry forward last year's last mark. Last year's result, yeah. And absolutely. I wonder, I wonder in some of these cases whether these kids are going forward with marks that they acquired in year seven mm, <laughs> and mm. haven't actually showed up to school on the day for the speech since. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because, like, I haven't found the same. The same thing hasn't happened with my level ones and twos this year. You know, all of my level twos were in class on um, on uh, Thursday when we when we kicked off speeches, and they were all sort of well, it appeared that they were all ready to go. Some of them may have been hiding that quite well. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, as you've said, possibly having something um, quite concrete on the line for the speech might also inspire. Um, a wee bit more action. Um, it just—it also just occurred to me. Of course, we don't uh, give them a fixed date when they have to do their speech. We give them a deadline before mm. which they have to have completed it, which mm. means that they don't know which day. No, they would have to be don't. sick for a week. 
They would. They absolutely would. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I draw. I draw mine out of a hat by random. Mm. Nobody knows um, when they're going to be called. And uh, yeah, so maybe that, we, maybe we should be doing that with the uh, year tens as well. It might reduce the speech mm, sickness. Mm. Ex- yeah, actually, that's also a good point. I haven't. I I don't give them an exact like. This group is going tomorrow. Right. Um, everyone does have to be ready on the same time, but I've just found that they've, you know, magically disappeared this mm. week. Mm. Mm. It's always a bit anyway, disappointing. It is. Um, yep. Yeah, especially in those situations, oh, individual speeches uh, can be rescheduled, but they probably get that when they're speaking like the year tens do in the form mm. of a debate. They they it's let their team thing. down, but they're also yeah. very hard to reschedule. Yes, they are. Yep. No, yeah. absolutely. Hey, so I haven't really seen much of you this week. You're a wee bit um you were you were missing for the first two days and I'd really like to hear a little bit more about what happened while you were up in Auckland. Oh well it was awesome being in Auckland. Thank you for asking. I can't can't <laughs> wait to tell you. So I, I was up there representing us and our project um funded by the Education Hub with through their Bright Spots Awards, speaking to a hui of a group of people who call themselves the Disrupted Educators. Quite a number of them from around the country, all of whom tend to work in environments where they're working on progressive approaches to education, whether it's through mm-hmm. project-based learning or whether they're teaching in modern learning environments or whether they're just looking at education in critical ways and trying to find new ways of doing things. And so we were kind of, in our natural home there, we were at um, Albany's Senior High School and oh. Claire, Claire Amos, the principal there, is someone I've been in, in contact with online for probably about 15 years and have never met in person. So right. actually, even just meeting her and giving her a hug was a highlight. <laughs> but, but the hui itself also attracted a lot of interest from people from tertiary education institutions Mm -hmm. and from the Ministry of Education and from the New Zealand Qualifications Authority. So it actually had some pretty high... Um, what is it? High caliber people yeah. here to listen, and and it was me and one other person who was officially scheduled to speak. So I wow. did a presentation on our little micro credentials scheme, and it seemed mm-hmm. to go down well. Um, it'll be quite interesting now to see if we do hear from some of those schools to see if they're interested in working with us to develop mm-hmm. this thing. But yep. um, certainly, it was a good, robust discussion that followed as well, with a lot of people. Uh, thinking deeply and critically about how this might work, so I found it so wonderful. So, what was the what was the sort of main overall focus of the hui? Was there a, a common sort of thread to everything that you were talking about, or was it just innovative practice? No, it was definitely focused on the new changes that are being made to our country's mm. NCEA secondary assessment scheme, and um, how those changes appear as if they're going to be limiting the flexibility of the current scheme as opposed Mm. to expanding it and how that might have an effect on the innovations that each of us is trying to develop so Mm. you know and and, and it was saddening to note the degree to which what appears to be the direction of travel for NCEA does it, it, it does look as if it's a more constrained scheme for assessment than it is currently with a smaller number of opportunities or standards that students can get and therefore less scope for schools to be inventive in the way that Mm. they create and create means by which students can achieve that and um, so that kind of locking down of NCEA which is being done partly I think to rationalize it and to make it and to try and make it more realistic in terms of the workload for teachers has the 
maybe unintended side effect of limiting its mm. scope. And so I, I was sort of presenting our micro-credentials scheme as a means of sort of overlaying that with a mm. system of assessment that was highly um, flexible and that from which the NCEA achievements could fall. And I presented the con- the, 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 uh, the um, concept of unlocking a number of micro-credentials which in combination would mean that a student had met the standard for an NCEA achievement standard and Mm. that 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 they that they didn't necessarily have to have met that standard in one instance but over a period of time in a number of different settings and that in it would be very interesting to see if the qualifications authority would accept the standard having been met over a period in separate instances or whether they would demand that it was achieved in one instance in one piece of work in coordination yes. with each other so that and, and I, I mean we can probably test that by trying it out and sending off to the moderation team the 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 evidence of how we think the students met the standards so that, that's a very interesting kind of line of inquiry for us to pursue which we haven't done in detail yet but certainly no. would be worth looking at I think certainly mm-hmm. looks like if we could do that we'd be we'd be serving the at least the kind of progressive educationalists in the country well with a system that might um, allow them to so do the work they want to do yeah allow that flexibility to, to yeah yeah develop their own programs it's interesting you talk about the changes to NCA um, because part of my week this week's been applying for a role as part of the advisory group um, to talk about the new um, and the, 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 the talk about the current standards and talk about what the new standards may look like um, in the English field um, and so I submitted my application for that yesterday um, and yeah we'll see how that goes. Oh that's excellent I yeah. uh, well I hope you are on that uh, steering group so that in the end you can steer it in a direction that would exactly. work for us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've excellent idea. The mind. Yeah, yeah and actually for a, for a classroom teacher I think you'll have probably done more work on and more thinking about assessment than probably anyone else in, your, in the same position as you so they hope that, I hope they take notice <laughs> well, I, of that. Well I tried to sell it that way for sure. That yeah definitely the and because those location. same people are actually at this hui they'll have they'll have an insight into the work we're doing they'll have yeah. heard your name so um, hopefully if they make that connection it could work in your favour. Oh well fingers crossed I did get an email once I'd submitted my application to say that I'd be hearing within sort of the next two weeks or so All right. if there were Great. any next steps to be taken so um, yeah, yeah I'll, will... keep you, I'll keep you posted. Yeah I really, ho- I really hope that they choose you I think that'd so be very I. wise to. <laughs> I think it um, would be a fascinating um, step for me to take to really start to yeah expand my own voice a wee bit more as well. Um, it was it was also very cool being in Auckland. Like I, I, mm. I drove around Auckland on my little rental car, and I Good. went and visited a couple of volcanoes. I went for a run up Mount Eden, and nice. um, I kind of caught up with people who I had not seen for some time. In fact, mm-hmm. I saw one guy, Sean Hall, who I used to work with in the fitness industry. He and I haven't seen each other for oh, it would be over twenty years, and. <laughs> But funnily, we or we we just you know how it is. You meet someone. Well, you don't. You've not even. You're barely twenty years old. But no, when you say, meet I've someone, six <laughs> under my belt as of this week. <laughs> oh yes, happy birthday as well. Thank happy you. birthday. Um, yeah, I. Um, but it is amazing. You meet someone who you, you 
from another epoch in your life and yeah. actually you just pick up where you left off and still oh, kind good. of co- coordinate in our thinking about the world and how, how things have moved on. So it was, it was, been, nice? it was definitely a really nice time. Oh, I did cool. also find it being in that group of people really motivated educators, people who are engaged, people who are interested in research, interested in teaching and learning, critical mm. thinkers, enthusiastic and encouraging towards each other, lifting their heads above the kind of waterline and seeing what's going on mm. around them. I found it a little saddening when I think about what's happening at our school. We're, we're currently probably losing the battle with our student choice program, we where are. our senior leadership have decided to prioritise ease of timetabling over this absolutely wonderful system of having students get to choose their own courses in fact that student we were talking about previous just just earlier in this yes. podcast he's been with you for three years he's chosen you for three years he's succeeding in english his parent who i spoke to this evening at dinner couldn't be happier about his experience in the english department and um all of that's going to be probably disbanded by our i know visionless leaders it just drives me crazy and of course being in these other schools and seeing all these other principals with these you know like school heads Mm -hmm. with the same vigor and enthusiasm for the future of education (laughs) i just look at ours and i (sighs) makes me sad your shoulders slump don't they oh it was it was so i my year 10 class on a period five we'd wrapped up what we were doing for the day yesterday and um the girls that they were they were talking about their option choices for next year because they had to be submitted yesterday. All of our students, as uh, they yes. look forward for the um, two thousand and twenty, they have to pick their subject subject choices. Um, looking ahead to next year, and the year tens are naturally a little bit nervous about this because it's their first year of NCEA, and they're not sure if I'm keeping all my doors open. And oh, it's it's quite hilarious. Anyway, one girl said to me, "Oh, so." Someone told me that we get to choose our classes for English next year, miss. And actually, my heart kind of sank a little bit because it was the first year that I couldn't give them this amazing, awesome talk about how, yes, there's going to be all of these options in front of you for next year. And instead, mm. I had to it had to um, confess that at the moment, it currently looks like, sadly, the program will change and, and will look really different and there'll be a lot a limited um, range of choice for them next year and I just I find it really disheartening Chris to to know that that is probably coming for us like and, and for the kids you know it's um it's really disappointing I think the only thing we can say here is that um and it's possibly it does work in our favor is that good teachers are an increasingly scarce commodity mm. and if this environment doesn't work for us then um there will be other Someone places will that would be pleased to have us. So we I'd could probably, so. you know, and, and actually I guess that's probably one of the things you do get by going out. Like you are uh, putting yourself forward for the National yeah. Advisory Group on Assessment or this uh, HUI that I was attending where you actually just come in contact with other teachers, other schools, other mm. settings, and you start to be able to look more critically at the one you're in. I mean, we both yeah. like our life in this town, and we it's do. obvious that the students that we teach, we have a good relationship with. But, yeah, that's a, certainly a way that we can respond to what we're not happy with in our own mm. teaching environment, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Another no, thing that's so. probably quite funny is that, you know, we do this podcast, it's published across the world. It's <laughs> developing a nice little listenership. No one in our but but we can feel quite we can feel quite hear. secure that our own leaders won't t- won't be taking an interest in it. I oh, know. They won't even yeah. I don't even they don't know it exists, I don't think. No, well, they I have no they, idea. 
<laughs> it's just yeah I'm, whether they know it exists or not it's sort of they wouldn't consider it to be important no, although of course really. when I hand my um so-called um my, my professional development PDS. um kind of documentation in at the end of the year which in, a, in my case is just going to be a link to this website yes. <laughs> and that's it it may be that they'll be <laughs> forced to investigate this a little bit further oh I don't know I don't know if they'll look <laughs> no, they won't look. Yeah, I think just, I think just get yeah. shoved aside, signed off, and away we'll go. That's right. That's right. Oh, we're uh, cynical now, but you know, yeah, we've got no, reason we, to mean, be. It does sound cynical, but I actually don't think we're being cynical, I, I, and I don't think you and I are cynical types. I think we're no. actually. What we are saying is that um, you know there are, there are things that are happening or decisions that are being made by more senior people that disappoint us, and I think yes. that's okay to say. I think so too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So, anything, anything else on for the weekend that's exciting? Um, I'm tr- I, I try on a Saturday to get all the stuff done so that mm. I can use Sunday for work. And yep. um, actually, it's it's been not a bad productive Saturday. So tomorrow, although we are doing this quite late on a Saturday night, <laughs> um, twenty to ten. So yeah. So for me tomorrow, it's um. It's just getting some work done. I'm going to be giving feedback to a lot of those kids who are doing those pieces of creative writing. Uh, and yes, yep. Yeah, and I've, and I've got about a thousand references to write for year 13 oh who, who, who are applying to universities. Year. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I actually, one, of, one of my year 13 students, actually, I just saw it before when I checked my emails, has sent me her, asked if I'd look over her university hall application statement uh, or something. Good. So, yep, yeah, good. that's that yes. time of year. It's good if they're asking us that. Yeah, so that's all for me. How about you? Oh, well, I'm going to... What am I going to do? I've had a pretty productive day to do it today as well, so I will sit down. I've got a wee bit of work to finish off. Um, I'm trying to decide on paint colours for my bedroom at the moment, so I'll probably ah. stare at the wall for a good hour or so and deliberate over that. And That'll um, be fun. Yeah, it will be good. And, yeah, no, just, just chipping away around here, really. Nice. Yeah. Well... I think it's this is a good catch up for the week. Um, it is. We'll be back next week with yet another see me after class episode, and I'm sure we'll have come up with something during the week that involves <laughs> us needing to ask the students some questions. So you'll Excellent. hear from them again next time. Mm. Hey, it was really nice to chat with you. Likewise, I'll awesome. catch you on Monday. Bye. Bye. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>